You know, when we started this vision of a podcast, you know, was it for the public? Was it for our members? Is it getting subject matter experts, you know, to share information? It's all that. That's what I love about it. It's not just one thing. This podcast is about educating and awareness, uh, the crime prevention. But I love that we have different goals and positive results because of this podcast. Introducing The Protectors, inside criminal minds from around the world. Presented by the IAFCI, leaders in safeguarding consumers from fraud and scams for more than 50 years. And now your hosts, International President Mark Solomon and Chairman of the Board Michael Carroll. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Carroll, International Chairman of the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. How you doing, everybody? I'm with Mark Solomon, our international IEFCI president. Mark, how you doing today? Oh, Mike, I'm doing great. And you know what? We've hit a very special milestone. We're at episode 55 today, and we're just over two years of starting this podcast, the Protectors Podcast. So I'm really excited to be here today, and uh, we're going to do something a little different, a little special uh, for our listeners. Yeah, Mark, I can't believe it either, over two years with the Protectors Podcast. You know, I wanted to ask you, we talked about this uh, maybe in 2021, uh, one of our board of advisors for the IFCI, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about the IFCI today too, let our listeners know all about the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. But Phil Bartlett was uh, on our advisory board and he, he came to us and said, hey, listen, we need to reach out to kind of the younger generation, not only those that are in, uh, in law enforcement or financial crime investigators, but those that may be victims of frauds and scams. And he came up with the idea that one way we can do that with the IFCI is to have a podcast. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, Phil had such a great idea, and I'm glad he brought it to the, the IFCI board and board of directors. And, and you know what, Mike, I thought today we kind of, you know, just give a little background to our listeners about what the IFCI is all about and and then really go into the podcast and, and what it's done for the organization, hopefully what it's done for our listeners, uh, our subject matter experts. So, Mike, you want to give us a little recap of, about the IFCI for our listeners that may not know a lot about our organization? Well, Mark, I got to tell you, I'm a longtime member, probably about um, 28 years, a member of the IFCI. I remember it starting out actually as the International Association of Credit Card Investigators, and then it moved over to International Association of Financial Crime Investigators. I believe this is our 54th year with the association being around, and it continues to grow. But Mark, you're asking, what do I get out of the IFCI? I just think it's a great organization made up of law enforcement, um, financial crime investigators, whether the bank, retail, various other organizations that are involved in financial crimes, and including international members. We have, right now, Mark, you're doing a great job as our international president. We have over 7,000 members. Yeah. And I believe about 800 are international members from all over the world. 
Yeah, it is. It's a great organization. And, you know, the concept is, is for us to work together as a group, train and educate each other so we are the best investigators possible going after these criminals, uh, investigating these crimes. But we also have that mission of, you know, hoping to prevent crimes from happening in the first place. And the best way to do that is through education. And this this podcast has really given us a platform for us to reach out to a much larger audience. And, uh, you know, at this point, you know, I wanted to bring Doug Taylor in our incredible producer from Modified Media who's been with us from day one. And let me tell you, I'm sure we've given them a lot of headaches over the years because neither one of us were in podcast uh, production before or been on a podcast. So, uh, hey, Doug, uh, welcome to the show. You're going to be uh, teaming up with uh, the co-hosts here for the rest of the podcast. Mark, thank you for those kind words. And Mike, thanks for having me on the show. This is going to be a blast, guys. This behind the scenes look is something that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, for Chris and Paul and Tony, myself, we've had the privilege over the past couple of years of sitting behind the scenes and seeing how this show is made. Let's share with our audience, you know, how this show is produced and what what goes into it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it was like when you first got into the world of podcasting, when you first started being recorded professionally, uh, and what that commitment for time was like, just being prepared to be on these shows and to get ready for the guests that are coming on? Well, I could answer that first, uh, Doug. You know, I've longtime law enforcement. Um, again, longtime member of the IFCI. I was with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service 29 years, and now I'm back helping them out as an analyst. But I've, through my career, I've done a lot of presentations to various groups, community groups, to law enforcement, you know, up on stage uh, doing presentations. And for me, that's always been a challenge, speaking in front of groups. But I, I've always battled it, and I, I always want to get out there, and it's been an experience for me, learning experience. But I got to say, the podcast, even though you do a great job, you know, you edit it and our podcast and everything, it's tough. It's, uh, it's a learning experience for me. You've, you've helped me a lot, and uh, I enjoy it a lot. I'm learning. I got to tell you, I learn every, every podcast, and I'm always looking to get better, and, and I think I am, and I, I, really, I really enjoy it. Well, I got to say, Mike is uh, very modest. Uh, he does a great job uh, as co-host, and it was a little nerve-wracking when you know when we first started because this was a totally different adventure for us uh, to reach out to people in a different way. But the the leadership from Modified Media and Doug and the entire team really, you know, you you transitioned us very quickly into you know not doing something we've ever done before to feeling comfortable about it, and so uh, it, it's been awesome. As for time, you know, man, I, I think I've spent more time with Mike and Doug than uh, probably some of my uh, immediate family, um, you know, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> you know, it's it, it takes a lot of time and we do this uh, after work, um, you know, so not to interfere with our work schedules and, you know, we bring in guests in the evenings and even on the weekends and there's a lot of prep to it. So, you know, and like I said, I really appreciate uh, Mike and, and, and both of you guys, what you've done to make this uh, podcast so successful. Mark, thank you very much again. I think really what it comes down to, it, it's a partnership, right? I mean, it's the three of us, and then we do this. We're online. The guests are online. Subject matter experts are online with us. We do the show, and then offline, you know, all the magic happens offline. You've got amazing, great people. you got Dana Rosen to thank. She's been wonderful. Yep. you got Kim awesome. Darnell, awesome as well. Jan running things in the office area. I mean, everybody's played a part in some way. 
Uh, even April DeVolcanair coming in as guest host and, you know, you know really just doing things at, at a time when it was needed and doing a great job at it. But I want to go back to you two for a second here. You know, one of the harder things for me as a producer and the company as a whole is getting talent to essentially take direction in a way where they know it's going to be good for them. They think it's going to be good for them, but they, they are not sure if they can do it. And the two of you believed in yourselves and you believed in us and together we made this happen. So when we watched you guys from the very first days we were capturing in Chicago two years ago at the conference, uh, you were willing, I remember you both willing to do it over and over and over again. You wanted to do it over and over again and you wanted to get it right. And we and, did do and it you over did. and, and over you did. again. <laughs> and you got it right. And you know what? That was when I knew right then and there, uh, this was going to be a very long relationship. It was going to be a very good relationship and, and a rewarding one for not only us and the team at the IFCI, but, but also the public at large. Yeah, Doug, you know, Meeting you, you know, for the first time, and I think it was in Chicago when we started the podcast. Um, it was, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was a great learning experience, and and I agree. I think, you know, like Mark said too, our goal is to promote the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. Not only that, but provide um, education to the public, and I think we're succeeding on both. But like, I got to go back and ask you, you know, when we met Phil Bartlett, he told us about, uh, you know, it would be a great idea if the IFCI could come up with a podcast to train, educate our younger members and uh, the public. He mentioned you. He mentioned Modified Media, that we should reach out to you. Can you give us, uh, tell us a little bit how your connection with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, what we were doing for them? Yeah, so Phil's a great guy. He was a great inspector in charge up in New York. And it was actually Phil's PIO, Donna Harris, who reached out to us. And uh, through Donna, we got to know Phil and the rest of the team up in the New York City division. And uh, it was just uh, a wonderful time with those guys. Our first show with those guys, and this is going back, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, was New York Crime Chronicles. And Donna was the host of that show. And it was a really kind of like uh, the protectors. It was to educate the public. You know, I think a lot of the, whether it be federal government, uh, you know, state government, local government, they're all trying to help to educate the public and, and to prevent them from being victims of frauds and scams. So that was the goal of the New York Crime Chronicles. And then Donna uh, started working on Behind the Badge, uh, ripped from the case files of postal inspectors. And what a wonderful concept. We did a few episodes of that. And uh, I'd certainly love to see that come back around for postal inspectors because that was a great concept where we would actually talk to arresting officers and they would give information that from adjudicated cases, but they would provide information that you couldn't find online. You couldn't find this, or they talk about details that just, you know, weren't released publicly. And uh, that was a really great concept. I hope they bring that back because I think it'd be great for the postal inspector's image. I agree. Uh, because I don't know that, you know, it's as, look, their acronym is probably not as sexy as the FBI or the CIA or the DEA or DHS or any of those, but... Uh, you know, the postal inspectors, Mike, as you well know, they're the oldest federal law enforcement agency in the Don't country. Don't tell the U.S. Marshals that. No, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's there right. There's, there will be, yeah. Wait, there, there were some battles in Chicago over that one. <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah, and uh, Ben Franklin was our first postal inspector, and no, I've never met him, okay? Uh, we have pictures uh, Mike, we have pictures. Otherwise. We have pictures oh, we that show pictures otherwise. Be conference. careful, Mike. We got pictures. We'll put those, we'll put those on the show notes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That was Mike's first partner uh, at the Postal Inspection Service. So. We actually have some outtakes. We, we may do something as a, uh, a bonus to this, and we may do a bonus segment with the two of you guys where you actually interviewed, Mike, your first partner, Ben Franklin. Uh, that was in Baltimore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so we may do a special, and uh, we won't put it in the fee, but we may do a special just for IAFCI members. So we're going to figure out a way to do that. I never met him before. He goes, he, wasn't he on the hundred dollar bill? And I'm like, yeah, I never met you before. I don't think I ever had a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we hope the listeners enjoy your sense of humor there, Mike Carroll. I don't know, but uh, just kidding. Hey, hey listen, I guys, I think, a- I think both of yeah. you really, it's the jabs. What, what is, somebody had written in and said, it's the, it, what did they say? It was the, um, it's the random jabs that do it for me. And it's so funny when the two of you guys, you go at each other and it comes out of the blue and the timing is always perfect. It's always fun. <laughs> I know the listeners enjoy it. We certainly enjoy it over here as well. Yeah, it's a blast. And, and, you know, it may sound like that Mike and I are picking on each other all the time, but we are best of friends. Like I said, I've never worked with somebody uh, in an organization or law enforcement that's better than Mike Carroll. Like I said, he's passionate and just just a good friend. So, But we like to yuck it up a little bit. We like to have a little fun. And Right, Mike? I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think of one right now, but I'll wait. (laughs) And that's what it's all about, guys. We do have a lot of fun on this show. There's no doubt about it. You know, hey, speaking of fun, what are some of your favorite podcasts? Mark, let's go with you first. What are some of your favorite podcasts you can remember over the past two years? Man. I had a feeling you were going to ask me this, and, and, and <laughs> I, man, I loved every single one of them because of the speakers and the subject matter experts that came on, gave of their own time to to spend sometimes an hour, hour and a half, or even longer. Yeah. Um, so hard to say, but the one that really, you know, there's several that touch my heart a lot. One is with Kelly Gao and her mom, uh, Laura, the two-part episode that we did, man, and, mm-hmm. you know, we developed a friendship uh, through Mike. Mike actually worked worked on the case a little bit, yeah. but to get to know her, you know, and, and, and what an incredible person she is and what she's trying to do to educate others, you know, uh, just so many different ones. I mean, uh, Mike, what about you? Hey, Mark, you know, thinking about all the episodes, um, this was a tough one, but it was the one, it was episode 45 with uh, Seymour Josephson on What's My Name yeah. Foundation. Um, that, that, that was a tough one, but I thought it was important. His daughter, uh, was murdered after thinking that she was getting into a ride share and it was not, it was a, a suspect or murderer and she ended up being uh, murdered. Mm. And, and that, that was a tough uh, podcast, but I thought it was important because I think it got the word out to the public that, Hey, before you get into any ride share, you need to ask, what's my name? They should know that. They're supposed to know that. So if they don't know that, then don't get into the right shirt. Yeah, but that I was agree. a tough one. I, I would agree, Mike. And I would say that for me, that was not an easy one, and but a powerful one, and one that is really important for the public to hear. And you know, that's uh, that that was a tough one. I give Seymour a ton of credit and his wife and their family for uh, you know continuing to do what they do. And so that that was a tough one. There's some fun ones we'll get to, but that was that was a tough one for me as well. Yeah, to add to that, I just saw in the news uh, yesterday uh, that a victim of a rideshare was actually a, a real rideshare uh, employee that actually uh, murdered a young individual. So that's why, you know, somebody who's been through such a horrific 
incident and, and thing he'll never get over. But he's willing to go out there to help others, to prevent others. And, and, you know, that's kind of a common theme with our all of our guests. You know, they're willing to share this information, whether it's because they went through uh, either a horrible experience or they're seasoned investigators and they truly want to help people, you know, not fall victim to crimes. Uh, so I, I love them all. Like I said, so many. Kate Kleinert, um, you know, romance uh, scam survivor, uh, another case that really touched all of us here. Like I said, so many. Hey, Mark and Doug, let me ask you on this podcast. It was episode 30 with Frank Stiller, um, Tunnels to Tower Foundation. That was a tough one. And I think, Mark, you had set this one up through your brother who works for Fox, was able to get him to come on the podcast. But that that was a very tough one, too, right? Yeah, it was tough. But, you know, I see Tunnels to Tower every single day on the TV. And I see right, so many right. people from military veterans to celebrities, everybody just helping. And, and a horrific incident that his brother died on 9-11. But he turned that around. He took that and he, you know, now we have people that are benefiting, uh, military people that are homeless, uh, veterans that are severely injured, uh, law enforcement members who who uh, lost their lives, and, and this organization is helping them recover. And I, always sometimes in the darkness, eventually there comes a light, and, you know, all these people have uh, contributed to that that light, so thank God. Yeah, you know, Mark, you know what it is, and Mike, these victims, they their deaths weren't in vain. You know, their family members got out in front as hard as it was to do. Uh, you know, with Frank, Frank's been doing this for a long time, uh, and Frank took a very tough subject. And by the way, it's not a fresh wound and not that it ever goes away or heals completely, but Frank is able to bring a lot of levity to, uh, you know, the mission and to the organization and to help so many, as you said, Mark, help so many other people uh, with homes and, and helping, you know, just first responders and people that really are in need of it. Same thing with Seymour Josephson and then even Kelly Gal. She and I have talked offline previous to this podcast about her doing some speaking at colleges. And, you know, I've heard some of the stories of people that have reached out to her uh, where her podcast and her appearance on The Protectors has had a great impact on another family's life. So, you know, it's it's amazing that, you know, when something tragic like this happens, uh, not only do uh, some great people stand up and do something about it, but a lot of people benefit from it. And, and you know, the, to, to bring another point up here is after these podcasts have, have been released, what Mike and I love hearing is that we get contacted by listeners, we get contacted by the, the speakers, and they say, hey, after the episode, or I heard that episode, and, you know, I realized I was involved in a scam or a fraud, or I was too embarrassed to come forward, and they came forward. You know, um, Kelly and Kate uh, Kleinert, I mean, man, they are always keeping in contact with us saying, hey, yeah. people listen to the podcast. They heard the message and they reached out to me. And now we're, we're helping these victims, you know. You know, one other thing I want to mention about the podcast is uh, staying uh, on top of current events. And, you know, I like to give an example. So, Mark, you longtime career in law enforcement, myself members of the International Association of Financial Crime Investigators. We see a lot of information that goes out from other members on current scams and frauds. And, I, you know, I'm just giving an example. We here in Illinois had a huge problem with this ruse burglary with somebody uh, come up to the door and knock, pretend to be with the village and then take the person living there outside. And then other knuckleheads would run in the house and burglarize the house. 
and it was a current scam that was out there and it was very heavy. And, you know, we reached out to uh, Jose Mendez. He's with the Skokie, Illinois Police Department. And boom, two weeks later, we had him on a podcast. So we kind of, with the with the podcast, we stay up on current events. And another one, remember uh, the pig butchering scam that's out there yeah. uh, going on? We yeah, reached out. West, right, yeah. yeah, got her right away to come on to the podcast. So I think that's one great thing, too, about the podcast is that we stay on top of current events, current frauds and scams. I was going to say, you know, the thing about this, we're, we're mentioning a few names here and there, and we probably won't get a chance to mention them all, but every one of them has had a great place in the run of the podcast. Uh, you look at John Bridge from Trust Stamp, you know, talking about fishing and smishing, vishing. You know, these are terms that most people have never heard of. And through the great work of this podcast and you two and these subject matter experts in particular, the public at large is getting educated to these frauds and scams that they otherwise wouldn't have heard about. You know, uh, we just had a uh, credit union reach out to us and said, hey, we want to put the podcast on our website. We want our our members to hear the information that you're sharing. And, you know, we're not paid to do this. This is a volunteer and we're a volunteer organization, but that's what keeps us going. That's why we enjoy doing it so much is that we can reach others. We can help others. You know, worst case scenario, it's one or two or a hundred or a thousand less cases that have to be reported because the crime never occurred because of some education and awareness. Yeah, you know, Mark and Doug, a lot of our uh, subject matter experts are IFCI members. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to promote them. And some of the guests we've had in the past weren't IFCI members and didn't know about the IFCI, and we were able to get them to come on and join our organization. Well, that's another plus with the podcast. Yeah. Now, I always remember about, it came about a year and a half ago, we put an episode out on LinkedIn, and I got a message from a friend that said, I didn't even know anything about this. I said, well, the podcast has only been around for about a year. He goes, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the IFCI. I didn't know anything about that organization. So I think that's another plus for the podcast. It promotes our organization, lets people know that the IFCI is out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've actually had uh, investigators, like you said, that didn't know about the IFCI joint because of it. And, you know, we, we began marketing the podcast, the IFCI, uh, over the last uh, couple of years, and, and we're seeing membership increasing and we're also providing awareness to the public. So, I mean, it's the best of both worlds. Now, listen, I'm going to change the topics right here because I don't want this to get, you know, uh, all about a, lo <laughs> a, a, love, a love fest about us. But here, I'm going to ask each one of you, uh, you listen, this isn't easy. Uh, tell me some of your complaints or frustrations. Come on. We'll start with Doug. Uh, do we have enough time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, the frustrations and complaints when you two, as busy as you are in your day to day, both of you two are still active uh, in, in law enforcement, you know, in, the, in what you're doing. And it's tough because sometimes you're called away and you're not able to do the preparation. And, and that would be frustrating, not for us, but for you guys, because I know what it feels like to be on a show and to not be prepared. And when I see it in your faces... It bums me because I, I can uh, I just know that you just didn't have the time to do it. So that would be uh, one of the things. But there's also a lot of fun parts, too, and we can talk about that in a second. But, Mike, how about you? No, well, I agree with you, Doug. I mean, you're right. Preparation is big. You need to prepare for these podcasts, know a lot about your guests and the topic they're going to talk about. You know, I like I said, it's new for me. Um, I'm enjoying it, though. I look forward to it. I look forward to listening to the podcast, and I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't bad. I was pretty good on that one, you know, a lot better than Mark. 
Oh, but, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> there we oh, go. Um, so it, it's, <laughs> a, it's that doesn't learning. happen and, often. And, <laughs> and I, I got to mention, Doug. You know, you you're, you're also not a producer, but you're you're a trainer. You've done so many podcasts, and you know when we say something, you all you know, might come back and say, "Wait, hold on a second. You know, why don't you say it in this way? You know, so our, our listeners can understand." Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing you tell us, Doug, and I, and I appreciate that is, you know, sometimes I'm guilty of um, listening to the answer from our guest, but not, not preparing for the next question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's always big. And you always tell us, pretend like you're, you know, it's just you're having a one-on-one friendly conversation with somebody in a bar, you know, and then, and then I did do that. And then you're like, okay, Mike, you're in a bar. Having a beer, okay, then I did that. Then you're like, Mike, you're in a bar having a six beers. Okay, let's see if that's better. But uh, And, uh, uh, Mike, but, I think we, we're going to let our audience hear you after you had six beers because we have a special clip we're going to play. So uh, we're going to put it on. Doug, roll the tape, Doug, roll the tape. Mark, how about you? So, yeah, Doug, I, you know, I want to point out you said about preparation and time. It, it is tough. It is tough because we have you know, our regular work schedule, families, uh, commitments and stuff like that. But uh, probably the one thing that frustrates the hell out of me is Mike Carroll. I mean, this guy (laughs) has more schedules, organizations, you know, he goes from coaching basketball. uh, He's uh, got bocce ball on Tuesday nights. You know, it's bowling on Thursdays. Like, you know, we're trying to schedule stuff here, and it's like, well, I'm available between, uh, you know, 2 and 3 a.m., you know, so it just bothers me, Mike. I, I, but no, I'm kidding. But, you know, what I love, it shows our passion for what we're doing. We can be so busy. We can have so many commitments, you know, so that, you know, it might drives me crazy, but I love him for the same bit because, you know what, he's a go-getter. He's a hard worker. He's dedicated and loves this organization, you know, so, he, you know, he makes Takes that time to make this be so successful, and then you know, Doug, not to turn it all uh, uh, you know honey again, but what is so impressive about you is that I mean, you were a quick learner when it came to fraud and cyber crimes. I know you had the background mm-hmm. with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, but you could be like a certified cyber crime investigator, financial crime investigator right now. I mean, it's like I feel like we should go out and work a couple of cases together because you put the time and effort in to really learn about the frauds and the scams and the cyber crimes. And it's like having another subject matter expert, you know, on the show with us. So we appreciate that. No, thank you, Mark. That means a lot. And you know what? Look, it's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, when we have uh, the guys doing research and all that, each one of these episodes we're preparing as much as you guys are. And, you know, we want to be in a position to make sure that if someone's talking about a new technology such as ChatGPT or something like that, we want to know, hey, wait a minute, guys, those data sets, they're based on, you know, September cutoff or October cutoff of 2021. I forget which one it is, but it's not current real time. You know, those are things that we should know coming into this. And uh, so thank you again. Yeah, it's something that we have learned a lot you know, on our team, you know, being prepared, you know, and that's part of being uh, partners here. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, also a learning experience for me because bringing on these subject matter experts, I mean, I didn't know a lot about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, pig butchering, and, you know, not only interviewing a guest, but learning at the same time yeah. is good for me. And I think, uh, 
you know, that's why I'm looking forward to 2024. You know, there's going to be new scams, new frauds out there. Maybe some of them are, are the same old scams, but getting the money out or getting the money from the victims is going to be various ways, like I said, like through crypto and, um, you know, bitcoins. And so it, it's been a learning experience for me just uh, interviewing these guests. Mike, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Michael Fascinello, uh, episode one yeah. in Chicago. And, you know, Michael, uh, talk about a fantastic final draft speaker in terms of his knowledge of crypto and, uh, you know, that world. And you have learned so much. You made the joke. I, I remember, I'm not sure if the joke made it into the episode or not, but you made the joke about your A-track player and, hey, let me get my A-track player out. And uh, it, it comes and, up every other podcast, you know, <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. It's, it's used Gotta a little go bit, but good. <laughs> yeah, Mike, he stays with, he stays with works. Right. But no, but you know, in the three episodes and I believe, uh, Michael Fascinello is the only guest so far, the subject matter experts to be on the show so far, three different appearances and each appearance, Mike, your level of comfort and knowledge grows. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, um, I have to say, too, that, you know, I've learned so much from all these subject matter experts. And, you know, when we, we started this vision of a podcast, you know, was it for the public? Was it for our members? Is it getting subject matter experts, you know, to share information? It's all that. That's what I love about it. it. It's not just one thing. This podcast is about educating and awareness, uh, the crime prevention. It's, but it's also learning for our members, uh, bringing new members to the association. So, I love that we have different goals and and positive results because of this podcast. Well, let me ask both of you: is this? What do you think? Twenty twenty four. How does it look? I'm looking forward to twenty twenty four. I think in terms of the show itself, the the segments that we're going to be working on uh, that don't fall for it is something that, Mike, you had done years ago uh, in a radio program that you were a part of, you know, brings things like that back and uh, just creating more segments that either showcase law enforcement and what they do and who they are. I like that. Uh, you know, we, we recently had a guest on um, who was our girl. Uh, she was wonderful. Liz Pohl. Liz was amazing yeah. out in Chicago. Yeah. Liz did a fantastic job, a very, very tough subject. We're going to have her back on for sure. But, you know, we should be highlighting these men and women, you know, whether they're in law enforcement, first responders, military, whatever they are. You know, I'm excited about 2024. Um, the, the podcast is growing. The listenership is through the roof. And I think there's always going to be, like you said, Mike, a different type of scam or a different tweaking of a fraud. And by getting that information out there timely, I know it's preventing people from becoming victims. I keep learning every single day that we do this. You know, like I said, I've learned, learned a lot about podcasts, uh, but I learned a lot from our subject matter matter experts too you know yeah one thing i would like to see more of 2024 i think we did it once uh when we talked about the puppy scam and we doug you had uh, put the word out to the listeners yeah you know anybody been a victim of this type of scam what did you see how did you fall for it or what did you do to prevent yourself from being caught up in this scam so i like to see more of that i've got one now and it's a couple of friends in the neighborhood uh one of their, their sons got caught up at that work at home scam where they went on a, on a reputable job company, you know, job search company, and applied for data analyst uh, for a bogus corporation, unfortunately, and was sent a check for 5000 and then told to buy all this equipment and send money through Bitcoin ATMs to this person and that person. And eventually, you know, it's very quick because they tell everything's emergency. 
You know, they fill out some bogus application, and two days later, to check them back, no good. And here's a young kid, 23, looking for work that's out five grand because mm-hmm. the account holder, it's their responsibility because they deposited the check. So, you know, I'm just saying maybe something that, as far as that type of topic and then bringing, you know, Doug, bringing in people that listen out there. You know, I put it out on Facebook. Hey, anybody else a victim of this scam? What did you do? How did you prevent yourself? You know, something to that effect. Yeah, I agree, Mike. And I think bringing the community together and, and having a common goal of education and, and training and understanding is the mission, I believe, of the IAFCI. It is about training and education and, and you know awareness for the public and helping the public as much as it is their own members. And uh, you're certainly doing that. And, uh, you know, for goals for 2024, I really see like a TV show based on this. Uh, You know, the three of us, we have uh, professional actors uh, play us in this role as crime fighters. I don't know. Mike, who would you pick to be your guy? Oh, man, probably Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. (laughs) Kind of look like him. All right. Doug, who are you going with? I think I'd go Edward Norton. He's got an incredible Norton. range. Yeah, Edward Norton. Yeah, the guy who played um, in Fight Club. The Honeymooners? No, that's Ralph Cramden. No, Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> that, he does oh, have Mike, an track, does he? <laughs> Wait, Mike, that's you. You want to play? You want to? You want Jackie Gleason to play you? I got a big mouth. <laughs> Mark, how about you? Who are you picking? I'm going Will Ferrell, man. I just love Will the Ferrell. movie. Yeah. The, the movie, the other guys, uh, you know, like financial crime uh, investigators don't get any respect. So I, I love Will. I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he does a sequel to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what would you both like to say to the listeners and the IAFCI members alike? What would you guys like to say to those people? Yeah, you know, uh, you brought up a great point about how this podcast is so special. And it's, you know, it's because of our subject matter experts that come on and share this information. You know, it's not about Mike and I, you know, I mean, we could be replaced tomorrow. We just enjoy doing what we're doing and sharing this information. But there's also another key ingredient to the success here, and that's our listeners. I mean, you're tuning in, but you're not only just listening to better yourself, you're sharing this information with others. You're making people in your workplace or you're in your family aware of these scams. Hey, listen to this podcast, you know, about this type of fraud or scam. So like I said, without you guys, we don't have an audience and we don't have a podcast. So really appreciate it. We'd love to hear more from you. We're going to be redoing our website at the IFCI where it could be a little more interactive. Uh, So we'd love to get the feedback. If there's a particular crime you want to discuss or a fraud or scam or cyber crime you want to learn more about, we'll find an expert and we'll get them on the show. Yeah, Mark, I agree with you. Uh, We appreciate the listeners that keep our podcast going. We try to do our best to promote our members of our organization and all the great work that they do. They're out there trying to protect our citizens, their customers, their family every day. And uh, I think this podcast, The Protectors, is just a small part of what we can do to help protect citizens from all across the states and uh, all over the world. Yeah, Mike. And and you know what? What the incredible thing about our audience is the power that they have. Um, You know, we could bring on a subject matter expert. We could co-host this show. Um, But they have that power to get that information out there to others, to share this information so more and more people can prevent becoming a victim of a crime. So that's what I love about our audience. You know, they're not just sucking it in, taking it in for themselves. Share it, share it with everybody else so they, uh, you know, could help others. 
Exactly. Pass the word. You're our students, and we're asking you to get out, you know, check on your family, check on your parents. You know, if you got a grandparent, you go, you go by their residence, and you see a table full of mail and Western Union receipts and uh, phone bills. Uh, you know, you need to act. They're probably involved in some type of lottery work-at-home scam. So we need our listeners to spread the word, get out there and, and uh, let, you know, help people that may or may not be victims of uh, a fraud. And Doug, where can they find our podcast? If somebody's tuning in for the first time, we're going to put you on the spot this time. <laughs> Anywhere where podcasts are listened to, you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Again, it is literally international. Wow. So congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Good teamwork. Good teamwork. It's great teamwork. Absolutely. Well, so Doug, look, last I, question. Last yeah. last question I have here is: If you had a pick, who is the better looking co-host? Is it Mike or me? I'm put on the spot, but I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer it honestly. <laughs> I'm going to go with April DeVolcanair. Ah, uh, you're right. Oh! That was a good pick. Yeah. Yep. All right, <laughs> I got it. Yep. Now that's I say we have uh, Mike. Mike always says uh, him and I have a face made for radio or podcast. So exactly. This this works out perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? In the future, maybe we'll bring in some guest uh, hosts. You know, like April. Yeah, get her yeah. back and uh, get some others in here. Um, this way, we don't have to wait on your bocce ball tournament to be over, and uh, or uh, me running around with the chicken without my head uh, working cases. <laughs> you know, yeah. and with the IFCI, right? Uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature got in the way, and we had to cancel our annual conference in Tampa. Doug, we had an opportunity to see you for. A First couple of days, getting all set up, ready to roll, and then yeah. yeah. But uh, next year, our conference is in beautiful uh, Henderson, uh, Nevada, right outside yeah. Las Vegas, right? Yep. Coming around the corner, our next podcast, it's going to be after Veterans Day, but we're looking to having uh, Carol Harris, uh, Inspector in Charge, U.S. Postal Inspection Service, LA Division, to talk about all the great work he does for our veterans. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you so mentioned Veterans Day. You know, uh, in closing here, I want to thank all our listeners, but I also I want to thank all of our members uh, in the military here in the United States and other countries. We appreciate your service. Uh, obviously, with the, the unrest that's going on in, in the world today, you veterans were on the front line protecting us. So God bless you for what you've done. Uh, we hope you all have a safe and joyous Veterans Day. And we also remember all those that sacrifice their lives for freedom so hey mark when you talk about veterans they are the real protectors they are absolutely yep yep we might be the financial crime protectors but they are they are the real deal so thank you for your service and finally thank you to our listeners once again guys we hope you enjoyed this episode give you a little behind the scenes of the protectors podcast and and behind the scenes about the ifci and why we're doing this And for any of our listeners that want to reach out to us or have an idea for a topic for a podcast, just shoot us an email at IAFCIProtectorsPodcast at gmail.com. That's it for me. I'm signing off. I'm Mark Solomon from Connecticut. And this is Mike Carroll from Chicago. Hey, Mark, uh, we forget anybody? I think we did. Doug. And this is Doug Taylor, Philadelphia. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, as you join the fight to protect our citizens, you're not alone. With more than 6,500 members from around the world, the men and women of the IAFCI are standing together with you. 
To learn more or to join the IAFCI, please visit our website at www.iafci.org. The Protectors Podcast is produced by Modified Media and is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The hosts and guest opinions are their own and do not reflect those of management, employers, or sponsors. Listeners are encouraged to contact law enforcement if they suspect being a victim of a crime.